Have you ever looked closely what drives our behavior and our decisions? Perhaps you have been in a situation where you were just overthinking about things and were afraid to make a decision to go into the wrong direction. If that is you and sounds in any way familiar, please stay after the music and we will dive right into this episode and unpack that. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity become an impactful leader and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Academic Revolution podcast. And today we are going to talk about how fear is absolutely detrimental to your career and your life and decision making. This episode is straight from pillar number three, the physician success DNA method. Um, and the pillar is mental mastery. So Today, I want to talk really about fear and how that is such a critical factor that really can have a detrimental impact on our personal lives, on our relationships and our careers. And you will be surprised as we kind of unpack this together, how often fear shows up in our lives and in unexpected places when we don't even realize it. Before I get started, have you ever thought about what fear actually is? Maybe fear is something that is, when you think about it, that is an emotion that makes you feel uneasy, right? It can give you a queasy feeling in the stomach. Perhaps it gives you a real other whistle reactions like a fast heart rate or even anxiety. But perhaps it's just like thoughts of worry in your head. I heard this said once, and I think this is such a wonderful definition. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. It is something that we make up in our heads to be thoughts or perhaps theories or thinking about what might happen if we do X, Y, Z without it actually being real. It's basically stuff we make up in our heads and minds. And it can be a real doozy and a real bummer and a real obstacle in our lives to move forward. And that is true in our personal lives as well as our professional lives. And again, it is quite amazing where that shows up and how difficult it can be to overcome. But once you realize where your fear is coming from, then everything will be much easier. So while fear impacts, as I mentioned any area of our life, pretty much anything you can think about. Let's just start with our academic careers and to illustrate the point. And I wonder if you have ever observed or really 
looked into how you actually make your decisions in life in academic medicine, which career path to choose. Perhaps think back for a moment and just remember the days when you were still a med student and you were trying to pick a specialty. You were thinking about what what specialty should I pick? And perhaps for some of you, that was super easy. It was like totally evident and it was a gut reaction and you're like, this is where I feel home and this specialty, whether it's internal medicine or family medicine or surgery, whatever it might be, and it just clicked and you're like, I'm home, I'm here. Uh, Wonderful, that's awesome. But there might be many of you that had to really think about what specialty to pick. And you might have gone back and forth in your head. Oh, I like this specialty and those aspects, but I don't like their lifestyle. Or perhaps you said, well, I really like the lifestyle of this specialty. I like dermoradiology or something that is a little less call intensive, but I really hate being in, in the ICU setting or a surgeon or whatever it might be. But maybe you thought, well... I don't want to sit in a dark room all day. You know, there were things and thoughts that went through your head to make that decision. And perhaps less so with a specialty for many of you, but for sure picking actually a residency and coming up with your rank list. I know that is anxiety provoking and was anxiety provoking for many of you when you picked your residency as well as subspecialty training. Because we wonder, What decision I make impacts my life? How will this impact my life? My family or the future family that I don't even yet have or where I will live and cost of living, my finances, being close to family or not. All these things went through your head in a very rational way and many, I bet, of you that are listening were paralyzed to some degree to make the right choice. You probably thought it more over more than once and talked to a lot of other people to make the right decision. And the same happened probably for those of you on subspecialties went on to do fellowships. You're like, oh, what should I pick? What should I do? Again, for some of you it might have been easy to pick the, the subspecialty, but maybe not so much the fellowship training program for the same reason I illustrated with the residency. Because We get so stuck and think that that one decision will pave our life and our destiny forever. And as you can already recognize, that is a very fear-based reaction based on no real evidence other than a bunch of hypotheses. And then the same carries usually on as we pick up our academic careers. What lab should I go into? I remember thinking about a lot, what lab should I pick? And actually, I made a really thoughtful decision. I evaluated very carefully. And here's the thing. But I was very certain and actually decided relatively quickly. And I was happy with that decision. And guess what? What happened? Life threw a curveball. My PAI left 18 months into my postdoc time, right as I was coming back from maternity leave. And uh, I had to start all over again. So even when you make your best decisions, guess what? It might all fall out, uh, blow out and <laughs> fall out of the window, so to speak. So why am I sharing this? Because you're all very familiar with this process. And every step of the way, chances are that fear, false evidence appearing real, 
was a real factor in your decision making. Most of us are afraid to make the wrong decision because we often think that decisions are irreversible and we start to overthink because we are afraid of making the wrong choices. And we think and think and weigh the pros and cons, talk to 10 people and get about 20 opinions and we are perhaps even less clear at the end of this. This behavior is based and rooted when you really think about it carefully in fear that we are making the wrong choices, the wrong decisions. Now, these were kind of big career steps where fear really impacts our decision-making and our behavior, what we're doing based out of that fear behavior. But it really shows up anywhere in your daily life and in your academic career. Let me give you a few examples to illustrate that so you can level up your awareness. And as you have increased awareness, it will become more clear to you where it shows up in your life and then how to combat it so you're not paralyzed by fear and overthinking every day. Because that alone can really totally stifle your career and make your life miserable. So where does fear-based behavior show up? grant writing or manuscript writing. I've yet to talk or coach or work with an academic physician that doesn't have some level of problem with this. So we all get writer's block. If uh, you're interested learning more about that, there was a prior episode, a few episodes back where I talked a lot about writing and writer's block. I will put them in the show notes. But basically, often writer's block Um, whether it's grants or manuscripts, doesn't matter. It's a fear-based behavior. When you really dig into deeper, when I ask people, what's holding you back from writing? They first tell me no time, something always seems to come up and show, uh, show up and get in the way. And these are superficial things. Yes, they happen, but quite honestly, uh, they are excuses. Why do I know that? Because I've made them myself. And when I really looked at it, I realized in myself and over and over and over and other people that there was usually a root of fear. Fear of, I might look foolish. Fear of, I don't find the right words. Fear of, will this even work? Will I get the grant? Will I get it done on time? Will my mentor like it? And the list goes on and on and on. It's basically coming down to fear of failure and fear of judgment over and over and over again. Because at the basic level, we want to succeed. And at basic level, we all want to be loved and accepted. And that's just our human nature. That's how we are wired. But fear can also show up in any path in your career. You, you, as I illustrated in this example about our training earlier, we're often afraid to make decisions. Early on in our career, in our training, uh, that shows up, but it becomes even more amplified later. I cannot tell you how many people I coached on, advised and mentored on which career trajectory or path to take. People constantly wonder, I'm not happy at my current job. Should I go somewhere else? But I don't know. Maybe I'm losing or missing out or if I go there, maybe things will not be better. See how that is all fear-based behavior because we have no idea actually what is at the other end and we are very risk averse in that way. So we are afraid 
when we make career choices about academic promotion, new jobs, switching institutions, writing grants, you name it, we're afraid that we make the wrong decision, that there is no turning back from our decision. And basically, we are trapped in a trajectory of life that we don't want. So we are afraid we're going to go essentially astray and then down the wrong path and destroy everything we worked so hard for. Again, can you see how that there is a lot of fear energy in there? And that is based on a those thoughts are based on a lot of assumptions, none of which we know are actually true. Fear shows up in our relationships with our kids, with our spouse, with our, um, with our patients sometimes. We, as a parent, so often, for example, I wonder, do I do this right? I'm afraid to mess up. We worry how our kids will turn out and that they will turn out okay because we hope and wish them all the best. But as parents, we screw up all the time. And a lot of my screw-ups personally are based on fear because I am afraid if my kids do X, Y, Z, it will lead them down the wrong path. Yet alone, I don't really know that. While I can use my best judgment, I don't have fully control over that. And sometimes when we parent or form our relationships out of fear, they're usually not very good relationships and there's parenting with a lot of struggle. And again, I have experienced that myself. Maybe fear shows up for you in speaking publicly, speaking up in a meeting. I had a coaching client once. Um, she was so brilliant and she was the most amazing person. And uh, I, I still admired her so much today. She is such a smart person. It's kind of the doctor you want. <laughs> That's the kind of person I got to work with or I get to work with. And it's just beautiful. And that person shared how she's sometimes afraid to speak up in meetings that there will be others that are smarter in the room. And then she very quickly realized that she was so self-focused on looking smart enough in front of these other people that that paralyzed her and she couldn't even think clearly or phrase a clear sentences, form a clear sentence. Well, that really set her back. And when I coached her through this and encouraged her to really think about less worry about what the other people think, fear of judgment, but rather than what she can bring to the table and that she's here to serve and to contribute, it shifted the focus from fear of judgment, meaning focus on myself, to let me serve, focus on others. And it changed the entire behavior and trajectory and how she showed up in meetings. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That That's, again, a very practical example. So here's the thing that I want you to hear very clearly, and hopefully you get this. When we make decisions based from fear, we usually don't make very good decisions for a number of reasons. Number one, when we are in a fear mindset, we tune out our intuition, our inner knowing. We lose our own voice, meaning we don't have a gut check with ourselves as much. We might even lose sight of what is important to us, our personal values for us, our family, our careers, our character, because we make fear-based decisions. 
And when we are in the mode of fear and worrying about all these other things, we tend to overthink. We tend to be over intellectual. That's why people make, you know, lists of pros and cons with decision making. That is a very analytical left brain activity. And it can be valuable to write things out on paper, but it leaves entirely out, again, our inner voice, our deeper knowing, our intuition, our right brain, the things that we know in our heart of hearts. So in that way, we, we just tend to overthink. And when we overthink, it also leaves something else out our creativity of actually solving problems. And often when we overthink decisions, when we worry, when we are in fear, we worry about all the problems that might occur with that decision, for example, that we have no ounce of creativity left that if scenario XYZ should occur, how could I overcome it? So really important. And fear often gets us into this overthinking cycle in a cycle where we can really stuck get stuck where we constantly worry about doing something wrong and that is never ever a powerful place to be working from and quite honestly it's exhausting it is stressful it's bad for your mental and for your physical health and gets you nowhere so after I gave you all the doom and gloom and told you how bad it is to work from fear and make your decisions based off fear of judgment, fear of failure, let's look at a different way to do things. So what to do instead? Now that you know all this, I really want you to first of all, observe and be aware. Every time you're stuck, you feel stuck, you feel overwhelmed, it doesn't even have to be a major decision. It could be these day-to-day, even tiniest things on your to-do list that take five minutes to do. I bet you, because I have to overcome that over and over again, that there's things that you know how to do that will only take a few minutes that you're stuck on because you are operating out of fear. So I want you to be aware, it doesn't have to be big things, could be small day-to-day things. Be aware and observe where fear-based behavior, fear-based decision-making shows up in your life. That's the first thing. And then ask yourself, what am I really afraid of here? And really drill a little deeper, even journal on it. The next thing I want you to do, focus on your values, meaning your personal values, Not your personal value, your personal values. What is important to you? What are your characteristics? What is your true north star? In fact, you can go back to episode 36, the last episode from last week, and just check out the difference. What are your personal values versus valuing yourself? And operate from your personal values. If you have those solid, then these are positive driving forces versus fear-based forces. Next, have an outlook and focus on opportunity and possibilities versus the doom and gloom. Think about what is possible with this decision. What could possibly be a best outcome if I do this little task right now or if I pick this career path versus what are the bad outcomes that could happen. So often we focus on the negative that we are not even capable of seeing 
positive things and possibilities in the decisions we make. So that is really important. And oftentimes, because of that, the, the bad stuff that could happen is so much bigger, not just in our head or in, in reality, but we make it so much bigger than it really is. And lastly, realize that these bad scenarios that we worried about when we make decisions are often highly unlikely to happen. In fact, the positive opportunities, the possibilities of a decisions we make and the, the, um, the results of those decisions are often far more outweighing the risk. But that's mm, oftentimes hard for us to think through and to really recognize. So I would encourage you to really ponder on what are the possibilities and the positives here that I could harvest from this situation, from this decision and move forward with that. So just to wrap it up, fear-based behavior is very common in all aspects and areas of our life, our personal life, our relationships, our professional lives, our career choices, even down to the nitty gritty details and little to-do items you do on a minute-to-minute basis throughout the day. Um, Fear is often holding us back and actually often is paralyzing. And remember that fear is a false evidence appearing real. And then instead of focusing on the fear, now that you recognize where it shows up, focus on the few things that you can do to overcome it. Number one, be aware and actively think about these things where it shows up in your life. Um, Number two, focus on your values versus fear. And number three, look for opportunities and possibilities versus just looking for the negative. All right, I hope that served you. Have a wonderful day and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit ingahoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution podcast.